Hello my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to Internet Analysis, my series where I analyze things from the internet. I have recently discussed things like Facetune, filters, fast fashion, family vloggers, anything online that fascinates me. So the topic of today's video is minimalism, decluttering, and Marie Kondo. Before we get started, let's think a little bit about what the standard American household is like. The average square footage of houses in the U.S. rose by 23% in the last two decades. I think that a lot of people tend to want bigger houses. They think bigger is better, so they get a big house, and then you have to buy more things to fill up that bigger house. Contemporary U.S. households have more possessions per household than any society in global history, and hyper-consumerism is evident in many spaces. We find lots of stuff, piles, piles of stuff. Mountains. And I think that our households are a great representation of what our consumption habits are in terms of shopping and spending. We definitely live in a society that glorifies consumption. Not all advertising is bad, but a lot of it is driven to make us feel as if we deserve the indulgence. You've worked so hard, you deserve this handbag, these sneakers. We're told that shopping can be a form of self-care, especially if the things that you're buying are cheap, then you don't have to worry about overspending. But in reality, what happens is we accumulate more and more and more of these things, and because they're cheap, we don't really care about them. As soon as we get home, we forget about them, and they just contribute to overall clutter. These boots down here, I got three pairs for a tenner. That was such a good bargain. We're conditioned to think through societal, social norms and marketing that buying that next thing will make you a little bit happier when in reality, the more things that we tend to buy, especially things that we don't need or appreciate, the more unhappy we are. I personally can really relate to this because growing up, my house was pretty disorganized. We had a lot of random bins and things all over the place just full of random stuff and it can make you feel very claustrophobic in your own home when you're just surrounded by things that you don't need but it seems exhausting to go through them. So in comes minimalism. I consider minimalism to be a way of living a lighter life. You have less clutter and less distractions, less material items to take you away from the things that really matter to you and your life. A lot of people tend to feel very stressed or overwhelmed or anxious when they're surrounded by mess when they're surrounded by too many things out of order. So minimalism seeks to minimize that. Another aspect of minimalism that's one of my favorites is that it feels like a big rejection to overconsumption. And that's a big problem that we as a world have. We don't think enough about the things that we buy and we really need to be more considerate. Next, I wanna to touch on the financial benefits of having a more minimalistic lifestyle. The first thing is obvious. It's a great way to reduce your spending. Secondly, it can help you focus on paying off debts, which is a huge thing that a lot of people struggle with. Especially if you tend to be an overshopper, you may have a lot of credit card debt to go along with that. As well as paying off debt, it also allows more money to go to your savings, which is, again, another major problem that Americans have. Obviously, personal finance is a whole other topic, which I would like to touch on. So stay tuned for a video about that. And the third main benefit is that you can actually earn some extra cash by selling any of the things that you no longer want or need, which is a great segue into today's sponsorship moment brought to you by Poshmark. 
So I'm sure those of you who watch a lot of YouTube are probably familiar with Poshmark, but in case you don't know, it is basically an online marketplace to buy and sell clothing. So I'm gonna show you guys a couple of items from my closet. This is the first item. This is just a yellow collared, cropped, kind of like faux tied top. I am obsessed with like blouses and button ups and obviously I love yellow, but this doesn't quite fit me right. So here's to giving it a new home. Maybe one of you will want it. Next up is this coat. For someone in New York, this isn't quite warm enough, but if you live elsewhere, it may work better for you. I think it's also a teeny bit too big on me. Take this baby home and wear her with love. The next things that I have are remnants of a cruise that I went on in December when I was in England and didn't bring any summer clothing. First is this really nice wrap dress from Nasty Gal. I love the print. It's kind of like a silky feel, but it's not silk. But it might be slightly too big on me and I just don't have a time to wear it anytime soon. And the last thing I'll be listing in my closet is a bathing suit. I had not shopped for bathing suits in a long time and I picked up, mm, maybe five bathing suits for one cruise. This one is very cute. I love all the cutouts. I've only worn it once, but then I realized it was a little too small for me. So again, do I have a recurring theme here? <laughs> if you are interested in any of my items, please feel free to shop my closet. It's at Tiffany Ferg. Make sure you guys click the link in the description to download Poshmark and make your own closet. Sell some things, get some coin, or buy some of mine. <laughs> so now I wanna talk on the rise of minimalism, specifically on YouTube, because that is mainly where I have heard about it over the past few years. And I think that minimalist channels and videos about minimalism and decluttering have become a lot more popular. Some people may think of the standard minimalist as this type of person. The person who owns less than 50 items or could put everything that they own into a suitcase or their apartment looks like this. And while that may be true for some minimalists, some hardcore minimalists, minimalism is not about that. It's not about achieving this super tiny amount of items or even counting the amount of items that you own. A lot of these channels are focusing more on how to look like a minimalist, how to make your home look minimalist. So they'll show you the nice black and white and gray and all those kind of like uh, neutral earthy tones and the plants and like it takes away so much of the value of what minimalism is which is just to highlight what you need, what you love, what you value, like that's what it's about. But more so minimalism is just kind of a life philosophy. It's a lifestyle, it is a mindset about being a lot more mindful about what we buy and what we surround ourselves with. So don't be intimidated if you see one of those more extreme minimalist videos. Good for them for being able to live with that small amount of items, but for most people, that's not exactly feasible. There is a gray variety of different types of minimalist lifestyles on YouTube, so I definitely recommend watching these videos if you're at all interested in researching. Also, it's just really satisfying to watch other people like clean their spaces or declutter. So in contrast to those super minimalists who are usually single people or couples who are able to live with a pretty limited amount of items, we have families. What does a minimalist family look like? Like I found the minimalist, I found what like minimalism looked like for single guys, but I'm like, okay, but what does it look like for a family? And really what I wanted to know was like, how many forks do you have and how much can I actually 
get rid of. Parents, specifically moms, often struggle to keep their households in order because largely still the expectation of keeping a house clean and organized falls on the mother's shoulders usually. Women who looked around their homes and saw clutter, it was like an ever-present, continuing, ongoing burden for them to manage. And with so much extra random stuff everywhere, I can only imagine how dizzying it is and how impossible it feels to keep a house clean when there's just too many things to keep in order. We have many mechanisms by which we accumulate possessions, but we have few rituals or mechanisms or processes for unloading these objects, for getting rid of them. And that's why minimalism is becoming so much more appealing to everyday people, especially families, parents, because it represents a way of them taking control of their household, being able to spend more of their time with their kids or doing things that they enjoy rather than just trying to keep their house neat. Now this is especially where Marie Kondo comes in and her KonMari method of decluttering. In case you're not familiar, somehow she has a Netflix show which has been very popular and she also has a few books. I have seen most of the episodes of the Netflix show, haven't read the books yet, or book, don't know how many, but I'd definitely be interested in reading those. Tidying up with Marie Kondo has been very helpful in encouraging people to declutter and more importantly, to put value into the items that we have. And with a new appreciation of clean space, organization, and lightness, to be more mindful about what we buy. The thing that I really like about Marie and her show and her method is that it's not just about having a clean house. It's not like she just runs in, tears everything apart, throws it away in 24 hours. That is definitely not the point of the show. I really love that she emphasizes taking the time to, first of all, target specific areas or categories one at a time, because then it doesn't feel quite as overwhelming. And she encourages taking the time to look at individual items and get in the practice of looking at something, acknowledging whether you need it or love it or don't need it anymore, and then moving on to the next thing. I think that that element of mindfulness is the really important part. That is the thing that will teach people, this isn't a one-time declutter of your house, this should be a change in your mindset, this should be a change in your consumption, because in the future, every time that you add something to your house, Hopefully you will think back and question it. Do I really need this? Is this going to bring me joy? Is this something that I want taking up an amount of space in my house? Now I just want to touch on one criticism that I've seen kind of related to Marie Kondo and decluttering in general, and that would be the potential for waste. The average American throws away an estimated 81 pounds of clothes and textiles each year. In seeing so many people get rid of so much stuff, a lot of us are hoping, oh my God, I really hope they're not throwing that away because waste is a big problem. And just because something is out of your house and out of your sight does not mean that it doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure that, maybe not super explicitly in the show, but I think that Marie and most people who advocate for decluttering advocate for donations, which is great, but also we do know that sometimes donation centers can become way overrun with too many items that they can't possibly sell or give to a good home. It's become very easy to donate our unwanted goods to thrift stores, but it's estimated that most of the clothes we donate actually end up in landfills. So again, that's why I'm a huge fan of selling things yourself. If you can have a yard sale or a garage sale, or put things up on Craigslist, or sell things on an app like Poshmark, then you know that that is going to a new home and it's not just being dumped in the trash somewhere. Another element of that is with so much decluttering, what if people 
end up getting rid of things that they need and then they have to go out and buy them again. Obviously that doesn't help the waste issue. We don't want people throwing things away and then repurchasing them. I think that's again part of the thought process. When you're looking at something, if there is a practical use for it, even if you only use it once in a while, I think it's worth keeping. But again, that's a personal decision. But this is definitely where I would recommend secondhand shopping. I'm a big fan of secondhand shopping. I think we need to give a lot more love to used items and clothing that still have life in them, that are still completely useful and great to own. It's great for the environment and it's, it's great for your heart it makes you feel like a good person. Now, if buying something secondhand isn't an option, I would just recommend investing in a quality piece. Whatever it is that you're looking for, if you buy something that is high quality and will last you a long, long time, it's much better than buying cheap things that break and then have to be replaced. I love mindful consumption. That is why this movement whatever you wanna call it, minimalism or decluttering or whatever, it's a lifestyle. It is a change of mindset, hopefully a permanent change that will be with you for the rest of your life and change how you live and how you consume, how you shop. I am so happy to see these elements of minimalism and decluttering and mindful shopping and sustainability becoming such more prevalent in the mainstream and I love seeing it on YouTube, I love seeing it on Netflix. I'm just full of, full of joy, oh my God. Tell Marie Kondo. If you guys enjoyed this video, please subscribe. I will continue making internet analysis videos in the future. And once again, make sure to check out Poshmark. You can click the link in the description, sign up, check out my closet. Let's go get some secondhand goodies. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pictures, do it. All right, stay tuned for another video. Okay, thanks, bye.